リンクスタート先輩先輩キツライダイオディズリスコミラビンオンハダイシステイウェットホーシャディソコワイエウェダイフォーハーライデンワチンタイオーデンタイウェッAnd welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, fans, weebs, and otakus, and ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time into the show, hi, welcome, come on in. I am beyond happy, privileged, and ecstatic. To have you guys join me for another riveting week of anime goodness, life wrapped within a tortilla of goodness, and just all out awesomeness and fun, because that's what this is about. I do this for you, and there's no other reason to do this and spend time together than to talk the greatness of anime our way. So before we keep going, take all of my love, my sunshine, my positivity, and all my greatness, because I want you guys to have a riveting good week along the way. I know this episode was a little bit late, but that's okay. Today's episode is going to be something that is the first milestone in anime senpai history. This week, I'm going to do my own draft show, and in doing so, I'm going to create an anime based on characters, plotline, everything else that already exists, but I'm going to draft it, and I only have 10 picks to do so. It's going to be insane. This is shoutouts to Space Cowboy in the Discord. He gave me this idea because I do work for Fox Sports Radio. I know, if this is your first time here, how could such a man be talking sports if he talks anime? anime i'm a plethora of knowledge and i really don't care about sports but i thought it'd be fun to do what he said he came in the patreon he came into our patreon only chat i should say in discord and he said alex and everybody else in here who would you pick if you had an anime draft because since i do work for sports we just had the recent nfl draft show and it's a long four-day extent from thursday friday saturday sunday they go through like six rounds of the draft whatever it is and it's the new players that are just getting out of college or ready to go to the pro scene so teams have to go in an order that's all specified based on like who goes first which team did the worst a lot of tanking and stuff going on but they basically pick players to formulate and to benefit their team in areas they're lacking depending on where their position is in the draft, et cetera, et cetera. So he said, and he kind of like made a presentation about it and said, who would you guys choose if you had to do an anime only draft? And I was entranced with it because I even thought to myself, I'm like, bro, how come I never thought of that? And that's because great ideas come along your way and it's up to you what you do with it. So today's show, we are going to get into that. I'm going to go through 10 picks And it's going to go from 1 to 10 in the degree that I see of prevalence, importance, and also something that I think is the most pivotal to define a good show. So we will get into that. Just wanted to tease what's coming up ahead. But this is like, oh my God, I have some fun for you guys. And I'm very interested as well to see what you guys would pick in the Discord. And, you know, I like to get your guys' perspective on this. But first, I have to shout out the Patreon fam again, because our Patreon-only anime review show is dropping tomorrow, and it is where I watch an entire series when the Patreon fam picks it. I watch the whole thing, and then I do an in-depth podcast only for the Patreon fan, and I give you my thoughts, break down the storyline, have so much fun with it. It is one of the most amazing times, and this recent episode, which I just recorded for this month that just passed of April, shout-outs to Megus again. He came into studio and joined me for it. It's a two-hour-long show. I ain't sugarcoating nothing. It is worth the time, and it is so fun because... 
who would have thought I would have been able to present to him a case in saying that the anime world messed up yet again for the Crunchyroll Award show? It was not anime of the year. Cyberpunk Edge Runner was not anime of the year. It was my dress of darling. And I go into specifics as why. We break down the entire show talking about things we loved, hated, would have changed. And also something about the ending and David as well. Should he have died? That's a tease. But yes, that's coming out for you guys. So I had to shout out as well. Very excited to see how this is all going to play out. Weebs all around the world is next week. Every month, I look back to see who's rocking with me, who played me the most around the world or in the states within this country. I'm super pumped for that. So everybody, stay tuned. Now, before I get into this draft show, we have to say R.I.P. to a new legend within the anime world. It comes with a weary heart that Gardar is now dead. Spoiler alert. Yes, Gardar is gone. The man who is enslaved for simply trying to benefit his village and bring prosperity and wealth to his family and his son. Ah, Vinland Saga is absolutely peak in so many facets. I had to shout this out because I just got done watching the recent episode before I started recording this podcast. Vinland Saga is peak in all facets. It's the seinen I've been waiting for as an adult viewer. This show does it right. And this new character, tell me how they're going to introduce a character within like five to six episodes, and now I'm yearning. I literally got a little emotional watching how it played out. And RIP to my boy. If you haven't been watching Vinland Saga, it's not a big spoiler. He's just like another little character that's added. But that's why this show is so unique in what it does. It makes you yearn for a character I just met. And then you see everything tied into it with them being slaves and oh god it's just so good i just had to shout it out it's in another level like the fact that they make these secondary characters you yearn for them so much bro it's in a tier of its own it really is in a tier of its own now i saw this question as well and i wanted to address this real quick with you guys are anime fans fans of anime now think about that question I like to always start with some different things and rift on my mind before we get into the topic at hand because a lot of these things are ever flowing and that's what's cool about doing a show with you guys every week is sometimes something new will be portrayed to me and I like to kind of go on a conscious flow with you guys without really thinking too much about it. But I saw this question on a TikTok video and it entranced me. It literally said, are anime fans fans of anime? How deep is that, right? Because if you think about it, Anime is becoming more prevalent. Anime is becoming more mainstream in the Western societies. Anime is blowing up here within the States. Every time I drive to LA, I have an hour commute one way. I see more and more stickers on people's cars about anime, license plates, Atashis with like fully wrapped cars, the anime scene, the different anime accounts that pop up, all of these different anime goodiness that's going on in the world, the conventions, I guess you could say. It's just kind of crazy to see that it's blowing up so rapidly But are really these fans now, anime fans, fans of anime? And so think about that. When you say that you're a broaden spectrum, right? So let's relate it to sports again since I work in the sports world. If you say you're a fan of sports, I'm assuming no matter what sport I bring up, not only will you have probably watched it, you will be able to formulate an opinion on it, you also probably have some interest and experience within those sports, either playing yourself when you were younger, beer leagues now, because you know all the men still need to play it and drink their beers, or you just have a nostalgic factor of just watching it growing up or are still a diehard fan today, right? So if I bring up and you say you're a sports fan, 
it's not far-fetched to say that I'm going to assume and definitely see you assimilate all of the knowledge and wealth you have and the passion behind it, right? Well, that's not true, though. Majority of sports fans are a fan of a sport. See where I'm getting at? So majority of people here within the United States, NFL is king. That's why NFL can get away with a four-day draft show from picks one to like 200 and something or 300, whatever it is. And people watch it. People dress up fully clothed and go to these events and literally stand out there for people's names they've never heard, no idea who they are, and they lose their shit. Like, it's it's just funny to me because most of those grown-ass people that you see there that are full body suits and face paint and everything, like, yeah, Patriots, number one! They're the same ones that will go out of their way to berate and talk down to people who like anime and think it's like, oh, that's cartoons. Isn't that for kids? Grow up. Bro, you're a grown ass man wearing a Chargers bolt suit and a giant foam cheese head on the top of your head painted green. Who really needs to grow up here? You know what I'm saying? At least my side's still uh, entertaining and something of more challenging in the aspects of creativity. You're just watching people throw a football around, a child's game. Uh, I'm just saying, like, it's just funny to me that these people, and I use these people, what do you mean you people? These NFL fans or whoever it is, a fan of a sport, whatever, they get so diehard. They're dressed up from head to toe and then will berate the other side and say the other side is kitty or stupid or it's childish. Woo! Make sure you don't call the kettle black if you're not looking at yourself. I'm just saying the mirror sometimes has to be reflected on them. Just an observational standpoint. But as I'm talking about this and I'm explaining to you, it's the same contrast and kind of comparison to anime fans. So a lot of anime fans coming in now, as I explained, it's getting more popular. The world itself is growing and there's more genres and freaking... Don't even get me started on these anime titles right now. I'm, I'm getting sick of the fact that there's 25 words in a title. I grew up too fast and ended up dying by Truckoon, but now I'm reincarnated in another world, so I'm going to buff up my levels, so when I get reincarnated back into my real life, I'll be overpowered and be able to win the girl and childhood dream of my crush, but then somehow, some way, she falls for my best friend, and then I have to fight him one-on-one in a hand-to-hand combat. Somehow, he gets turned into a reincarnation of a world. He goes to somewhere different, and then he learns a different kind of set of skills, and then he comes back and uses his super abilities against me, and then we fight to the death. Are you shitting me? Why are shows so long? In names. Can we can we really talk about this? Are we just out of ideas? Is is this run-on sentences is, 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 is the plurals of run-ons? Is this like the new set tone of what anime is about? Is this what it is? Because I'm gonna get annoyed. Like I'm just making it known now. I'm going to get pissed off. I I'm already upset at Isekai's. Isekai's Isekai's. Say it your way, tomato tomato. I'm just really upset at Isekai's at the fact. They're now going to like extraneous lengths because they don't know what else to do. Like they're like, uh, oh boy, we got to come up with another one. Whoo, uh, Pokemon Scarlet, you know, like I don't know what they're trying to do, but it's annoying. Like the fact that I talk, talked about this with, I talked about this. I talked about this with Megas and basically there's going to be a show coming out reincarnated as a vending machine, bro. I'm starting to believe these grown ass men dressed as chiefs for chiefs fans that we are getting childish. Like, what are, what are we doing? Why, why are names so long? What happened to Bleach? What happened to fun names that are just straight to the point? Can we talk about it? What happened? Why, why is it so long? Spice and Wolf? What's going on? Can we talk about this? Dragon Ball. What's going on? One Piece. AOT. Attack on Titan. Three words. And that's still like, uh, okay, I'll let it go. Why are they so long? Just can we stop? Just wherever you are, Whoever you are and whyever you're doing this, if you're getting paid for this, I'm coming for you. When this takes over, 
and I have that massive following, I'm coming for your job. And I don't mean I'm going to take it. I'm going to remove it. Because who's ever paying people for these titles, and then somehow, some way, it's going to the production line, and then the managerial editor or whoever is approving this crap, we got to talk. And it's not going to be a fun talk. You're going to be upset with the words I said, even though I just said it all. But yeah, had to get off my chest. <laughs> it's just funny to me that the world of anime is now growing. And so are anime fans really fans of anime? So think about that. If you ask anybody what their favorite show is, it's a strong thing and a strong suit to say most of these fans are fans of particular shows. Majority of fans, I do not believe, watch seasonal and watch an in-depth amount of shows every season, even in a depth and plethora of genres. Because to me, again, as a sports reference, if you watch a multitude of sports, so basketball, football, hockey, soccer, golf, rugby, hacky sack, what is it called now? Cornhole? Get in the hole! Then I say you're a fan of sports. But if you're somebody who watches anime and only sticks to a certain genre, only sticks to a certain amount of shows, does not go in back a lot of and watch classical shows, does not watch a lot of the new anime movies, does not watch the new seasonal stuff coming out that has a lot of hype behind it. If you're somebody, in my opinion, that stays very consistent with the big shows, the ones that are coming out and they have the massive following, so like Demon Slayer or something as massive as like One Piece, Attack on Titan, Dragon Ball Z... If you're somebody that likes a certain show and is just diehard to that, Naruto and stuff, I don't think you're a fan of anime. So hear me out. I think you're just a fan of that show. And it's a fair point. It really is a fair point and something to think about. Because the person I watched their TikTok video that talked about this, it made a lot of sense. And it does make kind of an attribute of a reflection of yourself and really seeing if you're close-minded. Or if you're somebody who doesn't go outside of their comfort zone to really test the waters. Because how are you going to know you like something or don't if you don't try it? Or at least be interested in it and hear a differencing of opinion. Because trust me, some people know when they like something and they don't. Like myself, I'm not going to jump out of a plane probably in my life. I don't have any interest to go skydiving. I have no yearning. I don't have that adrenaline junkiness in me that's like, all right, dude, I'm going to go up in the plane. I'm going to jump out. I'm going to grab my surfboard. I'm going to shred some gnar in the clouds, the puffity piffities, and hopefully not get gnarred. And pow! I'm not that kind of guy. I've never been interested in thrill-seeking. Like, I'm also the kind of guy that doesn't need to go on roller coasters. I just like the ambiance and experience and people-watching. I'm not that kind of guy. Like, for me, the enjoyment I get is, like, more out-of-body stuff. So, like, deep conversations, learning something new, growing my mind, challenging my beliefs, being open to differencing of opinions, and challenging reality. You know, like, that's the stuff that interests me. I don't need like that physical engagement, like the whole dropping of the, the stomach feeling, right? Or free climbing a side of a mountain because there's like free climbers. Like what do you, or the guy that I've seen that's climbing like buildings and stuff on the side of the windows with just bare hands. And like, are, are you okay? Can we talk? Who, who didn't love you? Who didn't hug you? Because if that's like your urge, I mean, hey, more power to you. But at the same time, I don't think I know if I want children around you. Just saying. Just saying. It's a little weird. But hey, everybody's got something, right? So as anime fans, are you open to more shows? Are you open to when somebody gives you something different to watch? Whether it be from a plethora of genres. Do you stick to the big bad wolf, which is shonen? Do you stick to shonen? 
Because that's the major marketplace for anime. Do you stick to that? Are you somebody who goes down the beaten path and watches something different, like maybe Slice of Life's? Tests a show like Spice and Wolf, which is based on economics and some of the best character development, just like Violet Evergarden, which is a Netflix exclusive that killed it. Like, do you go into different subgenres? Do you watch new shows when they come out? Are you somebody who looks into it and maybe kind of keeps up with the news to see what's going on? Are you somebody who likes to rock with anime and really is open to engaging with more of the fandom? Do you go to conventions? Do you reach out to buy stuff from companies? Like, there's a multitude of things that I think really have to happen for me to give you the title as an anime lover. And it's not trying to be pretentious. It's not sitting here saying, Oh, Charles, I remember the 14th of May when I first watched my first anime. Way back in the day, it was Akira, one of the greatest movies of our time. Fun fact, did you know it was one of the most expensive movies of our time in anime and made sensational hits overseas outside of the Eastern region? I think you don't need to be that pompous and sit there and talk like distinguished with a monocle. I'm just saying, it doesn't need to be that extent. But are you somebody who is open to being more engaged? Are you somebody who's open to seeing things from a different light? Are you open to being more introduced to different genres of food? Like, you have to really believe me when I say this. So, I have met so many people in my life, in different attributes, in different places, that have never tried Indian food. I'm in California, right? So, Mexican food is king out here. There's literally places everywhere. I'm just shocked at how many people I talk to, and it's almost everyone that have always said, yeah, I've never tried Indian food. Why? Cuban food. Mediterranean food. I mean, the base ones I always hear people try is like, Italian, I love pizza, which isn't really Italian. I love pizza. I love, you know, I like my fried rice. I love Chinese. But it's like, have you ever been to like a Korean barbecue? Oh, I don't know about that. I had a barbecue in my backyard. Had some dogs with some bacon. Rough. (laughs) But it's true though, like, right? So people are very scared of like going outside of their comfort zone. When it's like, how do you know what you're comfortable with if you try nothing? That just seems so recluse. Like it just seems so simplistic. And it just seems so like wasted, right? Like the essence to life is to trying new things to going to new places, to having new adventures. So with anime, why don't you watch bad shows? Like, even if you don't like it, at least you now have a understanding and can set a line, the chalk in the ground, of what you look towards as anime viewership and what you would classify as a good show. If there is no bad shows, how do we know what good shows are? If there is nobody struggling, how do you know what the success is? Like, you have to have these different polar opposites for things to do that. So, for me personally, I love all the bad shows I watched. It really sounds crazy, like Grimoire of Zero. Um, There was another one that was just so bad. I can't even think of the name right now. It'll probably come back to me. But there's just so many. Oh, there's one, Drifting Dragons. Sorry, Space Cowboy. But, like, there's so many shows that have no point to them. They're so bleh, and they're like 12 episodes because nobody wanted to keep watching it. You sit there and you think to yourself, yeah. Uh, I did stick around, I did watch the whole thing, but now I have more respect and love 
for those shows that are masterpieces, like Attack on Titan. How crazy is it to say that even if you're not a fan of politics, even if you're not a fan of the time skipping and a lot of the stuff that comes with the time switches now later in the show and the buildup of everything and how it's all full circle. I mean, I, I respect that. I really do. I'm somebody who still says short animes are better than long animes, but I'm still open to trying. Like I tried One Piece. I got like 100 episodes in. And I was just like, I don't want to commit to this. Trust me, I'm sure people love it. I'm sure it has a great sense of stuff for people. But personally, I'd rather watch more. I'd rather watch other things. So at least I tried. That's all I'm saying to you. So it is a good question to ask. Are anime fans fans of anime? I think a lot of them aren't. And so I think this is like a public service announcement. And I really brought this to your attention is that I want you to really be more aware of your surroundings. And so bringing people into the light and trying to express to them the excitement and the type of ways anime has felt for you. And maybe it's been there for you through dark times, good times, lowly times, um, popular times with friends by yourself. If you want to be more incentivizing and get people to be more interested into the field that you are in or the things that you enjoy, you have to be more experienced in it. So life, for example, the way I'm talking now and the things I've been through, 20-year-old Alex would be nowhere near where I am today. He wouldn't even be able to do a podcast because of the years of experience I've gained through school, through career, through jobs, through practice, through podcasting. It builds you up so you understand it better. It doesn't make me an expert. Trust me, I'm going to learn till the day I die. But at least now I can have a better opinion and give more experience on it to somebody else because I tried it. So just be aware. Be very aware of your surroundings, and I do encourage you, if you are a fan of anime, to be more inclusive with things. Find pages that you can follow that are news sources that bring you fun information. Try to talk to people and ask for recommendations of shows you aren't used to watching. So, for example... If you're not a person that ever watches Slice of Life, right? I highly recommend watching March Comes In Like a Lion. One of the best animated versions of showing you in a physical form how depression, anxiety, loneliness is portrayed in an art piece and what people go through when death hits you too young. It's insane. And it's extremely well done. It's like Suzume, the new anime movie by Makoto Shinkai. It's insane to see these things and to really understand what they're doing so you can have more of a vast knowledge for yourself. You're not doing this to be pompous. You're just doing this to truly become a fan of anime. I just mean that, right? So just be aware. So if somebody ever asks you that question, be sincere about it. So if you, if somebody walks up to you like, oh, do you like anime? You got to be sincere with them and be like, well, not all anime, but I like shonens. You know, well, I, I'm just really a Naruto fan. Uh, Naruto. I'm really just a fan of One Piece because it's going to take my whole life to catch up to it, you know? So just be aware of that. That was something I really wanted to bring to attention because somebody asked that and it just, it hit, right? Like it, it was a good question. So that's a little bit of my thoughts. And I, I just wanted to say that I think the majority of people aren't really fans of anime. They just like anime shows. So enough pitter patter, enough life lessons and in depth with Oni-chan. I mean, anime senpai. It's time to get to the nitty gritty. And the reason why I wanted to do this show with you guys tonight, because in my opinion, being in the sports world has taught me so many things and has fine-tuned my craft, I am able to listen to some of the best of the best sports heads, how they carry a show, how they formulate it, how they direct it, how they carry it, how they talk about it, and how they use it in a plethora of ways to benefit themselves and others. And so for myself, 
I wanted to bring a little bit of the sports world into here. And as I teased, this is a shout out to Space Cowboy who presented this. And I think it's a genius idea. And I highly recommend for all of you out there, if you don't do content yourself or you're somebody who's looking for something fun to do with you and your friends the next time you guys get together for like an anime night or something, try this out. It's going to be called the 2023 Anime Draft Show. And what I mean by that is I'm going to have some rules and regulations, things I need to follow so I can try to build the best show possible from the type of genres that are out there, the characters that are already out there, and develop a plot line and a story based on all of them, their attributes and where they come from as their strengths and weaknesses to develop my own show. This is a big reason why I didn't release this podcast like I normally do. This took a little bit longer. You have no idea how long I was looking through every single character of every single show I've watched. Do you know how long that takes? I keep guessing. It took a long time. But I thought about it. Rather than getting so lost in the sauce, why don't I decide on the dish I'm making to pick the appropriate sauce? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just try to find the best sauce because you're going to keep testing and keep tasting and then you're going to get lots on the sauce. I found the dish I wanted to make. So, without further ado, I think it's going to be fun to do the first ever, and I think I'll do this annually every time a new, uh, I guess you could say, year completes. And what I'll do, this time I'm not doing it, but the next time I will, when a year completes and we go into the new year, I'm going to make a show and do a draft show based on all the previous things that have passed. So this time it'll be called the 2023 Anime Draft Show, and let's have fun with it and see how far I can go. So a lot of prerequisites again, was trying to find the specifics of importance. So remember, if you're not a sports fan, the reason why a draft is so urgent and so important is because depending on your pick, you can get the best thing first, if you have the availability to. So for example, one of the most important roles on a football team is the quarterback. You need a quarterback. They are the playmaker. Without one that can throw or can play fast in a pocket, as a pocket rusher, can rush himself, you're in trouble. So he's one of the most important pieces of your offense. So a lot of teams, if they don't have one, and they're towards the top five picks, they're going to go quarterback majority of the time. So I thought to myself, what is the most important thing in an anime? What do you think it is? Like if I really asked you, what do you define as the most important thing within a show when you're watching it? I'm sure some people will say characters. I'm sure some people will say the MC, who's my main character. Can I attach to them? Some will say the protagonist. Is that the thing that drives the show, that builds up to that climax, the conflict that just constantly develops our character and moves the story forward? To me, and with my first pick, in this first ever anime draft, I'm actually going genre type. Now, this is an interesting one because if you think about it, why genre, right? Well, if I'm to start picking characters as I just explained to you, it's gonna be too much and I'm gonna have too much free range to decide what I want to do. So to limit myself, you have to start with an idea of what you're going to build. If I don't have an idea of a car, How am I going to build a specific car? You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to think, okay, I want to make a truck. Okay, what kind of truck? A Raptor Ford 150. You know, you have to have an idea before you get into it. So I thought to myself, I am the self-proclaimed slice of life king. I am somebody who loves to talk about the lovers because I myself, you know, I've been abstinent so long. It's kind of hard to know what love is at times, but I want to start, and this is my first pick, is I'm going to go into a genre type. 
And so with my first pick, I am going to pick Slice of Life. I want to make a show based off something that's relatable. So I wrote some prerequisites here of things I'm going to use the pick with, right? So for myself, I need to make sure it's a Seinfeld kind of show. Like I want it to be about nothing and everything at the same time. No real direction, but just relatability to life. And since I'm older, it's going to be an older setting. It's not going to be high school, not going to be anything to do with school. This is outside of school in the real world. And I think that would be fun because some of the best shows I'm starting to watch now that are newer, they're kind of taking that leap into the older world. So like the business side, people who work together or people who are now out of school, fresh in college or something like that. Like I like the older setting. So, you know, we can all say what we want about rag, rent a girlfriend, but at least it's an older setting. A lot of these ones are younger. So I wanted to kind of have more playroom. So when you think about it too, if you have a show, especially a slice of life, and I have a genre type where I know it's an already older setting, that gives me availability and options. So now I can technically do a flashback to things that happened in the past throughout youth with the characters, things that built up to where we are today. And it also gives me a lot of playroom to have fun with the story, to maybe do some like kind of plot twists and stuff, which could be a tease to one of my picks. But that's what I want to do with my first pick. I'm going to go genre type and choose a slice of life. Older setting, young adults, real life uh, relatability. I want it to take place in Japan too because I'm a big fan of the culture. And I'm going to have it kind of start with a past actions that transitions into today. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of gives you that vibe of a quick backstory and launches you into what we're going through today because then I can keep going backwards and referencing it as the story progresses. So we have an idea, right? I know there's a lot more specifics I have to do, but I'm not creating a damn show. This is just a fun idea. So that's what I'm doing. I have my set. My first pick, which was the most important to me, is choosing a genre type. So I'm going slice of life. Now, with the second pick, what would you say is now very urgent? What would you say is the thing that will define a show? What is something that without this, you have nothing? Like you literally have nothing to overcome. For myself, my second pick is antagonist. I'm going straight into the meat and the bones of my dish. Like I've already chosen what I'm making. Now I'm going to pick the most important part, the big stuff, like the pasta shell. You know, like I got to figure this out, right? So for antagonist, this is a fun one because keep in mind again, I said that I'm going to an older setting. So as I'm going to an older setting, it's now very pivotal that I have to find characters that are older. You think about that? Like this is giving me a lot of tough cadence. So I spent a lot of time. I thought about characters from an antagonist point of view that have so much to offer and at the same time give me so much fun and playroom that I can do a lot of stuff with it. So... For my second pick in this anime draft show, I'm going Isabella from Promise Neverland. I'm sure this is a shocker. I'm sure a lot of people probably have no idea why I would even pick her as the antagonist. If you've never seen Promise Neverland, I highly and high key, you need to go watch it. As soon as you're done listening to this podcast or watching me on YouTube, do yourself a favor and go watch that show. It's two seasons, it's very quick, but the premise of what it's telling you 
pretty relatable to the world if you really know what's going on. But Isabella, I'm going to have her be the main character's mother. Now, really think about this. She's going to be built as very overprotective and manipulative. I want her to be something that can do so much at the same time from an internal standpoint. Because if you think about it, in the Japanese culture, your parents and especially your elders have to be respected. I don't care what they do. I don't care how you think. I don't care what is being done. They deserve your respect. Doesn't mean you have to live together if things don't get along, all that stuff. But you respect elders. They are the ones before you, and they're the ones who paved the way for you to carry it forward and to be better, right? What if I gave you Isabella as our main character's mother, who, as we all know, is deceptive. She's extremely cunning. She has social Darwinism within the show of making sure the strong survive. She has the sharp intellect. She has the mental warfare capacity to destroy you utterly without you even realizing how much she is gaslighting you. Her cunning eyes, her devious nature, her articulation. Oh my effing God. She is perfect. For a character to be an antagonist, thus is probably why she won Antagonist of the Year when Promise Neverlands came out. I can't think of a better person for a slice-of-life setting in an older standpoint more suited for this. This character alone is going to give me so much playroom. Like, I don't think you realize this. I already checkmated. Like, my story already is pretty interesting, is all I'm going to say. I've already baited you to think, like, where is this guy going with this? Because you've got me with the setting. You've told me what you want to do. You're making a genre slice of life type. Older setting. It's going to be real-life relatabilities with things we're going through. And an overbearing mother? Like, bruh, overprotective and manipulating? Do you know how much fun you can have with that? So that's my second pick. I thought that was extremely fun and something unique to go forward, right? So now, with my third pick in this anime draft, where am I going next? We have the type of genre. I'm making a slice of life. We have our antagonist. She is, without a doubt, one of the most interesting characters I've seen as an antagonist. Next to Aaron Yeager, who is a protagonist-antagonist. Uh, let's go now with protagonist, with my third pick. Pikachu. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. We're not going Pikachu. With this one, I really thought about this. As a main character, I need someone who demands your attention. I need a character that's going to make you not only fall in love with him, but I need him to have the demeanor, determination, and some kind of ability to make me move this forward now, as I told you, when I have an overbearing mother and somebody who has a lot of issues internally, right? So that's now, as I set up, who is going to be able to be that character? Who is going to be able to move through all of the deceitful, the, the compromises, the manipulation? Who's going to be able to carry all this forward and still be a heart of gold to help and overcome, right? Because you're thinking an antagonist is the mother? How is that possible? Well, let me explain. My third pick, my protagonist, is going to be Spike Spiegel from Cowboy Bebop. This is a fascinating pick and a very interesting mix. He is somebody who is going to be taking care of his mother because she is not going to be working. She's a little bit older now, and she also has no husband. She has a little bit of maybe like 
we could say Alzheimer's kind of developing. So that's why she's a little bit, you know, hot and she has like a lot of anger still in her heart because of things that have happened in her life, which again, you can do flashbacks because it's an older setting to understand all of it. He's going to be somebody who is not only taking care of his mother, which he lives with her, he also runs his own business. So how fun is that going to be? And we know who Spike Spiegel is. I made sure to write some of the highlights. Beyond confident, cunning as ever, uh, extremely secretive, and he's able to do things on a way that's very passive and low-key. He has the portrayal of somebody who is very even Stevens. He can carry himself appropriate. He's extremely passionate. He's somebody who takes fitness and exercise as he does his like jujitsu and his boxing and almost has a Bruce Lee fighting style. He is somebody that I think not only would fit this role perfectly, but the way he'll be able to articulate himself as well, to carry conversations, and being somebody who's doing a multitude of things at once, you need a strong person to do that. If you tell me that Spike Spiegel isn't that man, and he also doesn't demand your attention when he's playing in Cowboy Bebop, obviously we watch different shows is all I'm going to say. This guy is the perfect protagonist for the role I want to develop him into. Now, this is a fun one. What would I do for my fourth pick? If you think about it, there's a lot of ways I can go with this now. We have the type of idea of the genre. We have the antagonist, which is the mother of the protagonist, Spike Spiegel, and that's Isabella as the antagonist. How do I keep this story getting fun? Well, as most of us know, a lot of the time, and especially in mine if I'm making one, there's a love interest, right? There has to be some kind of romance. There has to be something that drives the show in this interesting attribute, right? We need something somewhere, some way. Well, with my fourth pick, I'm going to go love interest, and I'm going to choose Kurisu from Steins Gate. This character is perfect in so many ways to be a counterpart to Spike Spiegel. Now, she's very smart. She's intelligent. She is in the moment in her current verse, because, you know, we're doing like a multiverse thing here with, uh, you know, Endgame and stuff. She is somebody who is a scientist. She's young. She's passionate. She's very creative. She's stubborn, but she's witty. She even has her ability to be sarcastic and keep up with you. And she's such a diehard lover. When her love is for you, it's for life. And that's something that we'll never be able to break. Unless I do something to the story which we'll get into, which is going to happen with her. Tim, forgive me. I know I'm about to hurt a lot of people because Carissa is a big top-tier waifu for a lot of people. She is going to be the love interest, though. She's going to be somebody who he meets along life's way. They meet in an older setting. They get together. And now Spike Spiegel is dating Carissa while he's also taking care of his mother, running a business. And oh my gosh, what a fun story we have so far, right? Okay, so now that we have that, we still have a couple picks to go. Well, with any good story, and especially with Slice of Life's, the most pivotal thing besides the main character, uh, the two main characters, because Carissa would be one of them, especially having the antagonist and the type of genre with the storyline we're doing, we need secondary characters, the side characters. These are characters that are going to play such a good role. You have to have the comedy relief. You have to have something that stirs the pot a little bit. Or you have to have something that creates more of an ambience, right? Or something that does something somewhere. Pushing the story forward or making a situation, an issue. Something that ties in or who knows what, right? I have some characters and I'm going to spend picks five through nine 
on just secondary side characters. And then I'm gonna save my last pick, the 10th pick, for something that I think is the most important within my story. So, at number five, the first of the side characters, I'm going Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen. Not only is this guy swag embodied, the most powerful person within his verse in a sense, this guy is beauty reincarnated. And how fun would it be to have the best friend, the best friend of Spike Spiegel being Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen? Come on. You can't tell me how fun and swanky and interesting of a partnership they would have as friends. Like, think about that. Realistically, how cool would it be to see Gojo and Spike with Karisu as the main girlfriend at the moment for Spike and Gojo being his best friend that they grew up as children and now they're in the the grown-up setting of the world doing their own thing and just still keeping buddy but bro, say less. I love his character. He's just somebody to me that just screamed, throw this man in there. He's going to be the comedy relief in a sense. The guy that's just the good looking dude that's there to have fun. He knows his stuff. He'll stand up for Spike if he ever needs to. I thought he was the perfect character to add to this storyline because of what he adds. If you go back and watch anything with this guy... It's the the ambience he creates, and just like Spike, he demands your attention, and he's a pretty boy. Like, who doesn't want to have a pretty boy? I'm pretty sure every slice of life I've seen has some kind of good-looking character somewhere. I'm not saying the other ones aren't, but yeah, he fills that role, and I think he would have a fun role in the sense, like, your bros. You love your bros. You love a good bro in a show, and I think he would have a great way of portraying that in the notion of moving the story forward and helping at pivotal times. So that's going to be my fifth pick so now with the sixth pick in the 2023 anime draft show i'm going to continue with secondary characters now hear me out on this one i'm going light yagami from death note super intelligent he's going to be a rich boy in this one i'm not too sure if i wanted him to be friends or maybe he's like a business associate somebody who is basically a big buyer within the company that spike spiegel runs But I instantly was like, how do I not have Light Yagami in this show? How fun would it be to have a breakdown halfway through what Light's music plays? And he's like, I wonder if Spike Spiegel will find out exactly what I'm trying to do. Will he realize that I told him I wanted to buy 17 crates of his product? But in reality, I have seven more buyers that are going to buy them at triple the rate that I'm buying them for. So in factuality, who's the one playing who here, sir? (laughs) While he's eating, you know, a chip. (laughs) It just made sense to me. I thought to myself, why not have somebody who will make that fun engagement, who's somebody that maybe tries to stir the pot a little bit, but is a little pompous, full of himself, a little too extroverted in the sense where he's like too over the top, rich boy, thinks he's everything. I thought that would be a fun mix. I thought he would be a character that when thrown into this world and environment would be something that'll be engaging and also a breath of fresh air. You got a pretty boy. You got this guy that demands attention. He's taking care of his mother who at the same time is like this crazy antagonist who's going to do everything and anything she can to mess stuff up, even though he loves his mother. But maybe the mother is that way because of something happened in her past. Dope. I thought already, what a dope setup and super dope, right? Now, for our main character, we have to add something else to this mix. So what else would be fun, right? We need a little sister. Who doesn't like to have a little sister so you can hear her say, Oni-chan, 
Yamate. I'm just so, sorry, but why don't we have a younger sister? Well, where would we get a younger sister? Well, I wanted a younger sister that's not too young because since this is in an older setting, she's going to kind of be close to that age, right? Somebody who maybe is in high school, maybe trying to find a little bit about who she is. She's still at the house too, so she's kind of like being her own sub-character and bringing her young friends around or stuff like that or has her own problems and issues because she's in a school setting still. What if I picked, and this is with my seventh pick in this draft, Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden. This character, let's just say, is perfect for the role. If you have an antagonist mother who is manipulative, gaslighting, all the stuff that Isabella can do, and a character like Violet Evergarden, who is literally somebody who had no purpose or meaning other than just being used, can you imagine her in this setting and the way that she has to develop and grow and become a person and find her reason for living even though she's passive, timid, and she's very introverted and maybe make her like a gamer, somebody who doesn't leave the house much? I thought, perfect. Because then you have so much more room to play with what happened to the father. Why is the mother the way she is? Why is Violet Evergarden at the age she's at, which is like 14, 15, or 16, why is she still so recluse? Why is she somebody who's almost an otaku and keeps away from the world and she has like that light and love and she seems so innocent, but there's something dark and like that's that's hurting her still. Like again, life relatability, which is why I think this show would smack it. Like, bruh, these characters alone are already intriguing me to see like, How the hell would this story develop? Well, I would need a team of writers. So right now we're just building the premise of it to have fun with the show, right? Violet Evergarden. Sealed, deliver, stamp it. That's my girl. I would absolutely love her as this character and to be the younger sister of Spike Spiegel. Absolutely intriguing. And I would love to see how her and Carisu get along with Carisu being the love interest, you know? Like, just it sounds perfect to me. So now, with the eighth pick, I have three more picks here. These are very important for me. I'm going to go with Reagan from Mob Psycho as Spike Spiegel's business partner. Can you imagine Reagan as a business partner? We've seen how he conducts himself, how he carries himself, and how he's the kind of literally fake it till you make it. And then when you make it, keep faking it till you keep on making it. Like he is literally the perfect person to throw in as a business partner. Can you just imagine him talking all this stuff up, being the way he is and interacting with Spike as they're running this company? Bruh, I am in love with Reagan. I love everything about him because his character utterly made me fall in love. He's one of the best parts about Mob Psycho. Say what you wish, Mob without him is nothing truly like he is such a fun character and the weird life lessons and relatability he brings in as this just distinguished con man it's like i don't there's so much room to play with do i make him like a con man that's trying to like kind of one-up spike spiegel or is he just the guy that just faked it and made it and had some like money to invest so now they're part business owners because they met at their company they were working at like there's so much availability there it literally just excites me to think of what exactly i could do with him as a character bro like it's just it made sense this this squad i'm building it's endgame. Like, just give me the five stones right now for the gauntlet. I'm ending this world. This is the new world. I'm removing them from every show they've been in, and I'm making this show. This is like, bruh. <laughs> okay, two last picks here. We got to finish these last picks. So with number nine, this one's going to shock you. 
I'm going with your forger from Spy Family, and she's going to be Spike Spiegel's ex-girlfriend that's still close with the family because they were together for a good amount of time. I'm talking about high school sweethearts, dated each other. They were friends in school, grade school growing up, dated in high school, dated a little bit out of school, but something happened somewhere, some way, and they ended up splitting up because maybe she had some family issues or something. She's a good character, like really a good girl, humble, beautiful, I love her passiveness, but her diehard ability to be like a killer almost when she's defending the one she loves. I thought that would be funny because then again, you think about it. She has martial arts experience. She's an assassin. And Spike Spiegel is a bounty hunter. Imagine the playability with their like athleticism and fun you can have, right? And just she seems like such a cool character to have that's so passive because she's like the ex-girlfriend. So like say Carice is around and she's still hanging out because they still all get along a little bit. And it's just that weird ambience and how Carisu would handle it. I think that would be such a fun engagement. And yours is a character as well. She is gorgeous. Like, bruh, an assassin? I don't even know what I'd make her do in this story yet, but I had to have her in there. It's like an ex-girlfriend, ex-love relationship that somehow, some way is still portrayed in the story. Well... What if I told you she's going to play a more pivotal role than you think she would? With my last pick, the 10th pick in this anime draft show, I'm going with a plot twist. I am going to do his current girlfriend, Kurisu, is cheating on him with his business partner, Reagan. Boom. What? Reagan? His business partner, Kurisu, out of all people? How dare you slander and disdain the love of Kurisu and her undying love for Okabe, who doesn't exist, and how her love transpires and expands through time and space and timelines, which didn't have to happen in this story. Yes, I want to do that. I literally want to have a plot twist where Kurisu is cheating on Spike Spiegel with his business partner, Reagan, and then thus letting the door open to have your and Spike Spiegel's love rekindled and to finally realize they were the ones for each other the entire time, bro. Stamp it. Somebody call Mish um, Makoto Shinkai. Let him know I have the next movie or at least a one-series anime. Take this to the bank. I didn't even have to do much of it yet myself, but I gave you the plot line for greatness. And if somehow, some way, with all new characters, if somebody takes this idea and runs with it, I'm trademarking it right now. Pending trademark. How dare you slander my ideas? I personally think that as a first draft, as a show that I would have always loved for myself, as a slice of life, done deal. I'm pretty sure if anybody goes back and really writes this out and thinks about it from a logistical standpoint, which I just presented to you, this is money, M-O-N-E-Y, money. Write it down, give me a check, take it to the bank, this is the one. Like This is, without a doubt, the show of shows. I love it. I'll go through it again with you real quick. The first pick in my draft is a genre type. I'm going slice of life. My antagonist Isabella as the mother of our protagonist, Spike Spiegel, his love interest with my fourth pick, Kurisu, and then the fifth pick through nine, the side characters. You have great characters in this like Gojo from Jujutsu Kaisen, his best friend since he was a kid, Light Yagami, the overconfident big buyer within his company, Violet Evergarden, the younger sister, Oni-chan to Spike Spiegel, our main character, and the daughter of our antagonist, 
Isabella, Violet, uh, Violet Evergarden, like I said, number eight, Reagan, his business partner from Mob Psycho, your Foringer, my ninth pick, which is his ex-girlfriend and ex-lover with the 10th pick, the freaking plot twists of plot twisties, Carisu is sleeping and in love with his business partner, Reagan, thus letting the door for your fall back in love with Spike. I didn't even get into the great stuff yet. I didn't even dive into the whole thing about why is Isabella the way she is? Why is his mother like that? Why is she the antagonist? Shouldn't Reagan then be the true antagonist or Carisu? I mean, possibly, but still that's for another time. And I have the development there. I just think from a character standpoint, the genre itself, all that I just explained to you after thinking about this for way longer than I should have, that is an effing draft. That is my priorities. You have to go with the first pick as a genre. If you don't know what kind of show you're making, you have no idea what you're going to build. Got to go protagonist and antagonist. Got to have an idea of where the story is like the kind of like meat to the bone. Where's the love interest or something or death? What is it? I went love. I didn't want to go too dark. The secondary characters, they're very important for a slice of life and that plot twisty. By gosh almighty, that is a draft. Like that, without a doubt, I would give myself a grading of 10 out of 10. That is honestly, I couldn't have done a better job. That is perfect in every level. You've got the job. You're going to be great. You're huge, huge. I'm telling you, that shocked me. That was fun. And again, shout outs to Space Cowboy for even having the idea. It just seems so unique to me. It seems so different and so fun. Like, why wouldn't I want to do something that is just of the imagination? Have some fun. Correlate it into the sports world since I work in it. That was just fun. I loved it. So now, what I want to ask you as fans, whether you be on YouTube or whether you be listening to the podcast itself, I want to know your idea of what you would do for a draft. Who would you take? What do you think is important? What do you think of my list? What do you think of my idea for a story? Your thoughts are as important as mine. So please let me know. Like, I'm really curious to see what you guys would think, what you would do, where you would go, what you would think about all of this yourself, and what do you think of importance? Like, that's that's my big thing. So I really do have a lot of love for you guys. I appreciate everybody who always stays around and just has fun with me because at the end of the day, that's what this is. This isn't serious. Life is too serious as it is. This isn't something that I want to be taken as law. I'm just having fun. If we're not having fun, what's the point of doing this? If I can't make you guys laugh and smile then why am I doing this? I just want to be creative. I want to have ideas, and I'm an idea guy. I thrive off of ideas. That's why I get all shvetty. Wait till summertime. I'm going to be glistening. Again, shout-outs to Space Cowboy. That was a fun idea. I had, like, a whole different plan for the show I wanted to do this week, but I threw it out the window. I had to do this. So <laughs> I would love to know your guys' thoughts. You can expect every week, too. Anything I'm hot on, I'll always start the show with that because I think it's a good playability for us to have good conversation and dialogue and also to bring some stuff to your attention because most of us aren't really anime fans, as I'm learning. We're just fans of an anime. <laughs> so if I can broaden your horizons or give you something fun to look into or to challenge your beliefs, it's an absolute win. So I love you guys so much. I thank you for being a part of this and being a part of my family, for staying a while and listening and always leaving the place that we call home together. But before I let you go, I like to leave you with some show recommendations sometimes. I talked with this with a friend and I really wish you guys would watch this because after watching Cyberpunk and looking into that whole genre, the show I recommend for you guys is called Serial Experiments Lane. This was made back in 1998. And it was one of those cyberpunk shows and a whole kind of concept of virtual reality 
What happens when the line gets blurred and virtual reality and reality seem to be only just a breath away from one another? Very good show, very quick, easy to watch, and the graphics are so dope because they're older, you don't have to focus on them. You can actually develop into the story. So make sure you guys always follow me on all major platforms. Rate the show anywhere you can. Give me your thoughts. One to five stars, whatever you like. I don't care. I love you. You're part of the family. And make sure to stay tuned for next week where we can always have fun together in the gallivating world of anime goodness. And we can always stay to laugh the days away. Or at least tonight, make a concoction of a show that I hope will work. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Anime Senpai, out. Oh,